This is Alvin Sanders, Pop Tate, and you're listening to Riverdish. Hey, River Vixens, it's Ryan. And Sam. Coming at you. We are back. We are here in person. We are here. We are queer. And Ryan, we we're, had such We're barely a, hanging on, though. We're barely hanging on. We had a really eventful uh, night earlier this week. Yeah, we're having a little bit of wine tonight because we couldn't go without, which now that I'm saying that aloud, might seem like a problem. It's a little bit of a problem. Uh, but Sam and I saw The Share Show again on Tuesday evening, and what what a night. What a rush. I don't know what came over us, but we... You would have thought we were at the fucking Super Bowl. Oh, it, it, like, I I was just screaming. Ryan was screaming. <laughs> I, I have marks on my arm from where he squeezed me. It was my third time seeing this production. Third time. <laughs> we stood up for the entire finale and danced, and we're the only people in the theater dancing. People have often talked about, like, Mamma Mia, you know, when, like, moms are like, I danced in the aisle. So it's like... Uh, did he really? I, uh, my hands, both hands, up in the air, no one around us no, standing. Nobody else. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know how he like didn't get. We almost crowd served. Like we really were living our lives. <laughs> yeah. Like it was the best night of our lives. But if you have not seen the share show, you've got to get there. We've given you recommendations before. We've told you to go to Bright Star. We told you to go to SpongeBob. SpongeBob, Arthy. Uh, and I don't know, some of you haven't listened to us and it shows. Yeah, and it shows. And honestly, like, there's never been a part more right for Ryan than Baby Share. Just kidding. Bob <laughs> Mackie. Bob Mackie. That track is the role that Ryan Bloomquist was meant to play. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just want to book the first non-actor. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not reaching for the stars because then I'd have to give them all to you. Oh, that was so awful. We're going to cut that. Uh, <laughs> I just need to play that role. Like, but he, the poor guy just walks out. And he, like, at one point he calls Cher sis. He's like, you got it, sis. And Ryan guffawed in the theater. And he was like, that's my future. Emily Skinner not only plays Cher's mom, she also plays Lucille Ball. Yeah, this show is a wild fever dream. And so is our experience seeing it. But highly recommended. Yeah, and I mean, the show was... A lot. It was what happened after that really kind of put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. It just resulted with me with Brian's entire backpack and me running out of Pilates to to throw up. Yeah, yesterday wasn't fun. Wasn't great, but... You know, it was fun watching this episode. It was fun watching this episode, and we have an amazing guest to come talk about it with us. Yes, let's bring him into the mix. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Nate Richardson. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Nate, how are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm still, like, kind of huffing and puffing from <laughs> the walk here. I live in a tower. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Listeners know. <laughs> Yet another reason why you're Fiona. Yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah. We were talking. I'm really, I am Fiona from Shrek. Not the fat part, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the skinniest Fiona of all time. I'm skinny Snatched. Fiona. <laughs> yeah. Rachel Zegler. Yeah. Who I also just saw in her high school production of Shrek. Yeah, future mm-hmm. Maria. Wow. Anyway, um... So, yeah, you're huffing and puffing. You look yeah. walked here, which is impressive. Well, I, but you're I, here. Well, I came from the Heights, so I took the train. I really okay. want, I really, I didn't do anything all day except for clean my room and, like, lie in bed. But I needed to exercise but not work out because my arm hurts. So, I want to take a long walk. So, even though it was raining, I took the train to Columbus Circle and then I walked. 
Good for you. Good but for I was, you. But I was running late, so I started walking really, really fast. Uh-huh. And it was like, it was rooting me down Broadway almost the entire time. So I was like actively pushing people out of the way. Oh. Like the most like angry gay walking that I've ever done. You're like, yeah. Betty, you running from the cult? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Just like that? Yeah. I just, I, I just <laughs> came from Soul Cycle. I had the best workout ever. Oh, he's in the I cult. Was, I was sat next to this guy. We've <clears> matched <throat> maybe 100 times on like different apps. Yes, that's what, ha- that's what happens now. You have to match on five apps and you still never meet each other. Well, that's the thing. Like, and then I'll be like, hey, and then there's like no response. So like, but now I'm like, well, now this kid's next to me. Like, I've got to tap it back. Oh my god! So like, push the whole class, turned up all the <laughs> resistance. The trainer was uh, the, like, the instructor was uh, very attractive as well. He was like a ballet dancer, which is so fun. God. But he was lazy. He didn't really ride the bike. He like did a lot of light work, like would okay. just bump the lights to the rhythm. And I'm like, I paid forty dollars <laughs> not to watch you play with lights. I want you on that bike doing what I'm doing. Well, did you end up talking to the guy? No. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go back. What was I gonna do? Approach him in the shower? Yeah. I guess that's like what most people do. Can yeah. I reveal something? Yeah. I hate Soul Cycle. I think it's terrible. Really? really? Do you guys? You both do it? No, no, I fake it. I like. I'll go and do the thing, but I don't turn up the resistance. Like I keep it down the whole time. First of all, yeah, it fucking hurts. It hurts. And so, and second of all, I mean that's fine though. Like I, the cardio aspect of it, I can't argue against. But like the like weird like. Yeah, listeners, you can't see, but I'm doing the weird He's like push ups. Yeah, like it. what is that? It seems bad for your neck. I always it definitely think... is. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not good. It's not really good for your body. Well, ever I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> you know, ever seeing the shitty Amy Schumer movie where her ponytail gets stuck in the bike and she gets dragged down? I just I think that's gonna happen to me every single time I'm in Soul Cycle. And it will. And it it will. Oh, yeah. It a hundred percent will. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as most 26 and 27-year-olds do, <laughs> let's talk about this episode of Riverdale. Let's do it. Uh, so, is it like, Nate, give us a little bit of history with, like, did you ever read the Archie comics? No. Okay. I, I discovered Riverdale when Netflix, like, brazenly advertised it to me, and I said, there's some hot-ass people in this ad. I'm absolutely going to start. Yes. What were your first thoughts on, like, the first and second and seasons? Um, I was just... I, I was like, this is like a teen, this is like the gossip girl mm-hmm. of today. This is the, you know, ma- I think maybe it has elements of like Buffy and, um, yeah. Nate is wearing I'm, a Buffy I'm a, shirt. I'm wearing a Buffy shirt. It's and, iconic. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah. And I was like, it's, you know, it's just the, it's just that teen show that mm-hmm. we all want to watch, even though it's sometimes not the best, but it is iconic and addictive. Yeah, I know. It's great. And this episode was interesting because we kind of had four different storylines going. Yeah. Well. As we typically do. Yeah. Uh, like, like, what plot are we watching? But, yeah. um, I mean, it started off, I said, I was uh, so happy at first because I was like, and I'm not meaning to like arch, Archie bash here, but I'm ready for him to be done with box. Me too. And we start off the episode, it turns out Randy Ronson died, which like, whoops, kind of saw that coming. Uh, and he was so close to quitting boxing, finally. Yeah. Archie literally says, like, it's time for me to give this up. And there was a collective, everybody watching me, like, oh, okay. Because I want Archie back at school. I want him back in the fold. And yeah, we all do. I don't, listen, I never thought I'd say this, but, like, pick the guitar back up. Pick it back up. I'd rather watch you sing than fight. Yeah. And inevitably <laughs> what happens is they find drugs in Archie's gym and him and Mantaw get arrested. Yeah. Which I didn't realize, Sam and I were talking a bit earlier, I, I guess I missed the plot point where they 
got drugs for the gym. Yeah, I don't know if they were holding them or like they found them or Elio gave them. I'm not sure what, how that got there, but there were drugs in there. Yeah, but ultimately Archie's feeling a little bit of guilt, obviously, over this guy dying, even yes. though this guy had, you know, he was on drugs. Yeah. Uh, and Fred kind of sits him down and he says, Archie, dude, you're innocent, comforts him. And that was the last we saw of Luke Perry as Fred Andrews. Mm. Yeah, it's very, very bittersweet. And I kind of like that his last moment, he was still comforting Archie and giving him sound advice. Yeah. Nate, do you have any, like, thought? Like, what did you think? Like, well, that's a weird question. What do you think when Luke passed? But, like, um, as someone who watched the show. Well, it's just, it's just always sad when someone dies young. Um, but it is cool to have someone who's, like, kind of a teen icon to be on, like, a teen show as an adult. I think it's, like, it's same with Molly Ringwald. Like, it's a nice, it's a nice touch. Um, so, you know, at least he, he, um, you know, he was on a nice, on a nice job in a nice place. Yeah, it was a fitting end to you know, him being a good father to Archie, but yeah. I wish he told fitting. me to stop boxing. <laughs> I know. Fitting, and Sam and I were talking a little earlier, like, the episode had been so built up, I feel like, on social yeah. media, of it being Luke's last appearance, his last episode, that I was waiting for something a little bit more. Same, I thought it was going to be a little bigger, a little more poignant, or maybe, like, the actual send-off or something. But we yeah. didn't get that. You thought they would have added, like, somehow edited yeah, something Yeah, well, remember Glee when Corey Monteith passed? Yeah. They had, like, a beautiful okay. episode, like, yeah. a tribute to him. Mm. And I guess, you know, you can't really do that on a show that's more narrative and, like, where there's a mystery and an arc. But it's, yeah. like... Yeah, and know. the fact that... But like, they could have done a little more. A little more, yeah. And I, I think we... I would assume we're going to get a little bit more. Yeah. Because in hindsight, too, when I, you know, I had that thought, and then I was like, well, they obviously, like, couldn't make... They couldn't make the moment more poignant or anything with, like, Luke physically there. No. Right? Yeah. Like, it was just so out of the blue. Yeah, 100%. So. So we have that. Yeah. And basically what happens is um, they, Veronica starts to have a fundraiser at Le Bon Louis to raise money. And also um, Elio's in the mix. He gives the check that Archie won, even though it was shady, to Archie. And basically the grieving sister of, what's his name? Uh, Randy. Randy. Randy Ronson. Sister Ronson. We had Elio back this week, which is always a pleasure. Julian. Yeah, and he's basically, he's running a smear campaign against Archie, right? Mm -hmm. Told him that, told everyone that Archie was the one that surprised Randy the drugs. He also labels him the Riverdale Reaper. And I'm like, another one? Yes. We're back to this? We had multiple. Yep, and in our book... Riverdish, the unauthorized case files of Riverdale coming out May 7th. We profile the original Reapers and we go through that story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we can't add this one to the book because it's already printed. It's already printed. And coming to you quite shortly. Nate, are you excited to read the book? I'm incredibly excited. Yes. It's going to be good. Um, but yeah, so like Archie is doing a whole press conference saying because they got like a drug test to prove that they hadn't taken the drugs. Uh, and that's when Elio comes up with his sister, and the sister slaps him. And I don't know. I love a press conference. I love a press conference, but this conference, it was like, so, we passed our drug test. Like, that was the entire press conference. Yeah. One time, my uh, choir went on a, this was in high school. I took a choir trip to Italy. Have I told this story on pod? Stop bragging. 
acquired her genitally. <laughs> no, well, here's where it gets shady. Have I told this on the I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I don't think so either. Anyway, a uh, volcano <gasps> erupted in Iceland when we were there. So all flights <laughs> from Europe got canceled. Oh like, God. so we could not leave Italy. Which you think would be like a dream, you know, me in Northern Italy having my Call Me By Your Name fantasy. It was me in high school stuck. And like all the kids had spent their spending money. So like no one could pay to do anything. So we were like in an Italian suburb stuck in a field doing like choir Olympics. It was miserable. I thought it was going to be like Lizzie McGuire meets Pompeii. Oh no, no, it it got rough because I was, I had no interest in choir Olympics and it was such a gag too. We were in a hotel with like what should have been a lovely pool. The pool was drained, so we would spend our days like lounging by just a concrete pool, oh my God. Uh, just like the volcanic ashes. Write this book too. I mean, yeah, this is the next. That's just a sequel. Wait, so how does this tie into a press conference? <laughs> no, I know, I know. So then we finally get home, and my choir teacher's like, "I think I need to have a press conference." So to explain what happened. Well. A lot of it actually turned into a whole controversy because taxpayers in town thought all of a sudden that they were paying for kids' trips in, to, <laughs> in, to Italy because oh. we needed financial help to like get back home. Oh, so I think God, the town right. did give us some money to like get home, but we repaid it obviously. Uh, but it, it was, was like, like a, a whole news story okay. of like now we're, we're paying for this choir to like lounge by a pool. <laughs> Uh, so she held a press conference and she set it up in the library. I think four people showed up. It was like, I'm from a small town. Four so reporters. there were local reporters, like a single camera for like local public access channel. Ew. But she made it so official. And it's still one of my favorite memories from I high school. I think she wanted to be on cam. Oh no, she played into the she, drama. She was doing the drama. Oh, we got a podium. There were flags up. Just like crying into a handkerchief. And this raises the no, question, truly. why was this more dramatic than Riverdale? <laughs> That's I know. an excellent question. Yeah, at least no one slapped her. Okay. To my knowledge. To your knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's, anyway, that's my press conference story. <laughs> this was similar, yes. Yeah. Uh, I also just need to point out Hiram and Elio in a steam room. I can't. Hello. I'm what? I'm it, our, I it's, This entire show, like I, I, I said, I started watching it because I'm Mad Horny's son. It's a thirst but, trap. Yeah. It's, everyone on it is so hot. Like, so hot. Yeah. Marcus Suelos. Like, hello. Get it. Him and Julian in that steam room. Wait, is he the dad? Yeah. He's Veronica's dad. Oh my, so hot. Yeah. So hot. Oh so God. beautiful. And I'm just like, ugh. Is that tattoo his, or is that the character's? I was thinking that the entire time, and I meant to research it, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either, <laughs> but I guess when I get home, I'll have to look up shirtless Mark and Suelos. <laughs> Just another night. I think I think it's probably his. I feel like it's his, too. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know. could also see him it's, like getting it's into It's really character. hard to cover tattoos. Well, I mean, I guess it would be a fake yeah, tattoo. But they also yeah. put... They, you like, have tattoos, I have right? a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Do you? But then they like they put the serpent, serpent tattoos. I need serpent for every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, you know. Yeah, but it's like, if it didn't matter to the character, if it doesn't have if it doesn't have a specific meaning, they're not going to waste the time to make a fake tattoo transfer that they have to use every time. Imagine if we zoom in and it says, yeah. two, four, six, four, <laughs> one. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, and actually, and Riverdale's lame is. Yeah, that, that and that's what you guys didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it Dave, is. when did you get your first tattoo? Um, when I was 22. When is it? Well, now you're so old. It's yeah. Like years ago. <laughs> not, yeah. I want to be like, I was 17. I was like, <laughs> badass. <laughs> and I like, got a fake ID. No, that's not true. Um, I got it when I was 22 and I was in grad school. Um, and it's an arrow. It's bo- kind of boring. It's like my only tattoo that I don't love. Oh. oh. Yeah. Which one do you love the it's most? It's hard though, right? Like, um, cause 
I would get a devil on the bottom of my cursed toe. <laughs> if I ever got one. A toe? Yeah, because then no one would, would like never see it, but they'd be like, do you have any tattoos? And i just hold up my cursed toe and be like, ha ah. But I can't because Jews, you can't be better in a Jewish cemetery. I know, but Even I'm though I'm going to live forever. I'm buried in a Jewish cemetery. <laughs> Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. L'chaim, bitch. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm only half though, so I don't know if I would make the cut. That yeah. counts, that counts. I don't don't you have part. a snake tattoo? I do. Oh, like you know what? I'll say snakey is my favorite. Yeah, I do. Wait, have, I you have a snake. serpent tattoo? <laughs> the, the twist. Oh. I'm a fucking serpent. Oh, oh my gosh. I have, a, I have a snake tattoo, yes. That's but it doesn't really look cool. it doesn't look like the serpent tattoos. It looks like more of a snake. What caused this? Like, how, what was the inspiration? Taylor Swift reputation tour. You're <laughs> 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 like, best night of my life. Stop. <laughs> Help. I can. I'm... Ryan lives on the share show. Please don't say that get... like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys love Taylor Swift? I'm a Swifty. Okay. I'm indifferent. I'd okay. listen, I'll li- I'm no, not- you'd, I mean, that's fair for me. It right? is. Yeah. Her she, to be honest, I, I like her, the music of hers that I like is like her most lame early pop because I think that's, that's just who she is. Yeah. And I, I don't think she's her- going back to that. Oh, is she? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I like Love Story and You Belong With Me, like just because it came out when I was like in college. And, like, See, my like, favorite is The Red Era. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she's got a catchy hook sometimes. I don't know. I just don't really. It's not my, so it's that's not, not why you got yeah. your snake. Yeah, yeah, so let, oh, yeah. It, let it be known. No, I, I got my snake because I'm a very, like, ambitious, you know, kind of manipulative, someone who will do anything to get to the top. Okay, it's oh, still there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not Harry Potter. I mean, I guess I guess in many ways it is a little slytherin but, yeah, but it's not like, it's not like represents... my Harry Potter tattoo. Yeah, no, I like that. That's a snake. It's a snake. I like it. That's yeah. cool. Speaking of, like, Taylor Swift, uh, Amy Winehouse. <laughs> <laughs> we had Josie at La Bonne Nuit. Yes. Uh, doing, again, so she and Veronica are doing this benefit concert to raise money for this dead kid. For Randy's sister. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and her dad came into town, Miles McCoy, also featured in our book, Riverdash, The Unauthorized Case Files of Riverdale, coming up May 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk a bit about Miles. He's always on the road, yeah, but he makes a, a stop in. He's a renowned uh, jazz singer, and Josie, first of all, Riverdale has gotten crazy with violence and the gangs and just all the drug problems and Josie's sick of it and her dad's in town and all she wants to do is leave and go with him on tour. Yeah. Uh, And so she invites him to her performance that night and then he really kind of like uh, pulls a fast one on her. Mm-hmm. She shows up on stage. She looks in the chair. So beautiful. Uh, no one's there. I know she could have worked on her choreo. Though. That's a classic. It was a little lazy. It was lazy. Uh, and then, of course, at the end of the performance, he pops up. He goes, "I did that purposefully, like as a performer. Like you gotta have that heartbreak and you gotta rise above if you want to yeah. do this." You know what's interesting to me too? There was two empty tables, uh, two empty chairs at her table. Don't even say the joke, you guys. And (laughs) (laughs) fucking theater kids. Anyway, they were two empty chairs, and she was looking, hoping that either Archie or her dad or both would come. And I felt like, you know, if Archie came, maybe she would have made a different choice. But her dad came, and Archie couldn't come. Yeah. And this also sets up the spinoff for Katie Keene. Josie agrees to go with her dad. She goes, I'm not meant to be here. Who knows? Maybe I'll end up in New York. Yeah, she's going out on tour, baby. Yeah, and we know that Katie Keene takes place in New York City. Can we talk about the Where's Robin Givens? I don't know where she is. Like, why wasn't she at the performance? Why weren't we upset that Mayor McCoy was? Is she on her honeymoon with Tom? Oh, it just you know what? Whenever people aren't in, I'm just like, they didn't budget for to pay those actors. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, entirely true. Yeah. And you can't, I just miss you can't worry about the plot, but yeah, that's yes. so yeah. that's so what it is. Yes. Oh yeah. Nate, have you ever? I like, say that as a professional actor who kind of sees in you know, but sees in between the lines. Sure. Yes. The industry. <laughs> yes. Have you ever uh, been crushed for someone not showing up to a performance? 
Honestly, I don't think I, I don't think I have. Yeah. I, I'm very lucky. I have a very supportive family. Oh. Um, Wait, I have another question for you. Yeah. If you were going to sing a solo at Le Bon Louis, what song would you do? Oh my God. Um, I probably, I probably would do. You already did mine, Milkshake, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Um. I probably would do um, my classic, never been done before, acoustic cover of Toxic. Love it. <laughs> oh, okay. Love it's, it. a, it's like a wildly... Like the sexy like one? Everyone does the sexy acoustic cover of Toxic, but it just, it just works. It okay. works. The Free crowd, Britney. The crowd it's iconic. It. Yeah, yeah. It is on YouTube if you want to search. Yes! <laughs> so plug! <laughs> so, uh, again, of our multiple storylines going on, let's go to... Uh, Betty, yeah. Ooh, Shall okay, we? this is my favorite storyline. Yeah. It's all about the cult, which you know now very well because of Soul Cycle. I know, I'm, I'm in one. Yeah. Although I've, yeah, I've, I've dabbled. So, we, Betty digs into Evelyn's file, and mm-hmm. she finds out that she's been repeating her junior year of high school for the last 10 years, and she's actually 26, and not only... Same. <laughs> same, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, rude. But she also isn't Edgar's daughter... She's Edgar's wife. That's okay. That's and that's scandalous. Miss White. Miss Weiss is the one that delivers that news. Mm-hmm. Who's definitely shady. Yes. Oh yeah. But basically, Evelyn is not who she said she was. The cult is getting weirder and weirder. Sorry, the farm, which is a cult. Yeah. Um, I do think there is something kind of rich about making fun of twenty-seven-year-olds playing high schoolers. And that's the thing. Yes. The whole show is just. Like, and that's. You know, just what we do, as what yes. every actor does. Although yeah. now they're starting to cast real teens as teenagers. I know. True. But also yeah. what's weird to me is, like, the actress who plays Evelyn, I think it's great, she looks very young. Yeah. So is it she, actually is, is she, like... Is she 20-something? See, these are all things that we should research. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. But, but <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need that. Good job, Dave Rappaport. Yeah, yeah. 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 good job, Dave. Yeah, you found a young... A simple Google search is too much. Yeah. I don't think so. But the cult is very, like, sorry, the farm, ah! But synonymous. But it's very Manson-like because Betty tries to tell her mother that she found out all this stuff and Alice is like, I know. Not only that, Tony double-crossed her. Yeah. I'm obsessed, too, at the moment when they're all like, join us, join us. It was the worst non-equity like Pippin. community theater production of Pippin I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I was waiting for Ben Vereen to pop up. And really, like, really always, Me too. They're throwing us these musical theater bones. Oh, yeah. The show is oh, yeah. only for us. Yeah. But, well, I mean, they do do musicals on it. Oh, yeah. But then basically what happens is Betty looks at them and she's deciding, like, okay, everybody I know and love is here, including Chad Michael Murray, who's so hot. Um, but then she looks at the baby and Polly and has that vision flashback of the two babies being thrown into the fire and levitating. Which, like, well, what is that still? Well, I mean, should add, really the reason she was there was to save the babies, right? Yeah. Uh, because we learned, I wrote this down, guys, I mean, this show, it's, it's just all crazy. So Edgar was going to adopt Juniper and Dagwood. Uh, first of all, like, generous Juniper of him to take babies with those names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, they're his step-grandchildren. Yeah. Crazy yeah. sauce. Uh, and basically, Penelope, at first, Hal Cooper was like, you should talk to Penelope. Penelope can work her magic. Penelope worked her magic, but she was only going to be able to rescue Juniper, right? Yes. And then Dagwood would be left there all alone. No, no, no. Yes, was the opposite? opposite. Opposite. Because she takes Dagwood. And also, like, for a minute, I was like, is Dagwood the boy or the girl? Dagwood's the boy, right? Psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. My name was Dagwood Gold. Anyway, so <laughs> she takes Dagwood, and Penelope's like, this is new Jason. 
Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. It's also creepy and eh, I don't know. Baby should not be involved. Anyway, Betty tries. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll pull out the soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> so they try to. So Betty runs away from the farm. And they all follow her. They all chase her. <laughs> like me running here from Columbus Circle. <laughs> They're all chasing her in their white ensembles. Yeah, she like hops in the car. It was very oh us. Very <gasps> us. Except they weren't in orange jumpsuits. Right. Instead yeah, it was like all white. all white. Yeah, it was very creepy. I also just want to mention quickly that when Betty was talking to Hal, uh, his whole thing is he wants to be transferred rooms. Yes. So she got Hiram to agree to put him in a water French room. A Which, waterfront like, room in a prison. Excuse me? Like... Honestly, I get it. But that's, I get it, too. That's insane. <laughs> but isn't that like a... Like, window to an easy escape? Like, if you're by oh, the water... Yeah. Like, yeah. And also, just, it's just like, how can you be asking for that? Right. But also, but like, as somebody like, who wants a waterfront room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah, but, it. like, Hiram, you know, yeah. he's a crook. And he is agrees and he says like okay so they arranged to have Hal transferred to this new Sodale prison yeah the, sadly I mean let's just jump to this point I guess yeah. sadly we learn at the end of the episode he does not make it to the prison yeah there's an unforeseen accident in the transfer of Hal to the prison and there were no survivors yeah I was with Betty at first of them all escaping I yeah was like, me too oh okay this is where we're going and then sadly I guess they've all died yeah is it, is it confirmed yeah no. well it's confirmed that they there was no um survivors of whatever accident this was assuming. yeah but like it's not you a bring classic up... like oh there are no yes but ryan and i were chatting and we have a theory about this okay. yeah but you bring up a good point because like there are 20 people who we thought were dead one yeah. of us we're gonna get to Absolutely. and still yeah. pops up yeah uh yeah well thinking of like we have to we have to get rid of Fred somehow. That sounded insensitive in the way I said it, but you but know what yeah, I mean? No, like, to oh, me, this was Luke's last right, appearance. Right, right. To me, it, my mind immediately said, oh, I'm sure Fred was somehow involved in, in this accident. It and would make sense, be. and it would be a it would oh, be a way okay. narratively to, you know, it would, I, you could see it in the way that if there was an accident, unfortunately, like a car accident or a bus accident or something like that, Archie would want justice and revenge. Hal would be not a suspect anymore. Like, it kind of ties up oh. a bunch of plot yeah. Like, yeah. stories. But obviously when they were editing this episode, they didn't know? Of course. Or, well, yeah. when, well, by the time they were... I guess by the time they were editing this one, they did. So, yeah, so, yeah. so, so then they Even add, you think that they added that to make... Okay. I yeah. think so, yeah. I, th- I, I could totally see that. Yeah. And it would, you know, it would make sense. But mm. we'll see next week. Um, next week's also the prom. Yeah. So, oh my god. Build a prom. Another but, uh, show you all need to see. Actually, I really want to see it. Oh, it's oh my god. The another one I love. Yeah. <laughs> it's no share show. I, I can't even say it. I love the prom. Yeah. We've seen we that one share. four three Yeah, times. we still have a lot. Yeah. How do you guys afford this? <laughs> we don't pay. <laughs> no. Okay. We plug it on the pod. Plug it on the oh, pod. Oh, really? No. No. Oh. <laughs> we pretend to be. <laughs> all last season, we said we were sponsored by SpongeBob. Yeah. But, but that was a lie. Yeah. Take yeah. it till you make it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, our last plot point, which really, I guess, was the major driving force of this whole episode, uh, but again, the, I mean, craziest is we have uh, Jughead, Gladys, FP, and Kurtz's challenge. 
obsessed with curses. So last episode, we learned that Jelly Bean was in trouble. She's been brought into the Gargoyle King. And now the <laughs> the Jones have to work to save her. So they have to play the game. Yeah. Which, again, is like crazy that it takes the game. And they're like three challenges. That, I know. Oh, Wait, yeah. also on a side, I was like perusing Facebook because I was bored the other day. And like this, I, all these people from high school like have the strangest statuses. And like this girl was like, hey, extra <laughs> spot to my LARPing today. Like 38th oh Street and like 11th Avenue. Like, so it's bring, a real thing? It's a real thing. And I was just like, you know. Well, the first I was like, should I go? But like, then I was like, nice absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it have was you, like, it's crazy. Have you ever dabbled in uh, dungeons? Yeah, dungeons and yeah, dungeons and dragons. dragons. No, like, yeah. I, I've never dabbled in anything like that. Yeah, yeah. but I'm open to it. <laughs> sure. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, like, I'm not majorly open, but you know, you could take the right person to convince me. Yeah, I, I <laughs> sure. can't like imagine it, but. Yeah. Who knows? It has to be the really, really the right person. Yeah. <laughs> but they're playing this game, and you know it's getting a little crazy. Kurtz makes them rob pops. Yeah, they have three challenges. That, so does, yeah. that sounds kind of fun, though. Right? I know sexy. until Pop Pop Tate shoots FP. Yeah. Um, and then Jughead yeah. very quickly <laughs> removes his mask. He's like, Pop, stop! Like we're joking. And that sort of ultimately, like they were concerned about robbing pops. I was like, couldn't they like text him and say? Listen, we're gonna have to pretend to rob your store. We're gonna give you the money back. Like, yeah, like yeah. that would have made sense to me. They could. I guess, I don't yeah. know. But Kurt is watching like a hawk. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, like, they can't. Yeah. Oh, uh, but thankfully, they, I mean, Jughead and Gladys make it out of there alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, FP's alive, but obviously needs Wounded. some help, attention. Uh, so, he's up in the hospital. This leaves Gladys and Jughead. The next challenge is a trial with a sock, Cyclops. And surprise, who's here? Who's back? Penny Penny Peabody, missing an eye. Missing an eye. An eye for an eye? Yeah. We also write a lot about Penny in our book. Yeah, she... (laughs) Riverdish, the unauthorized case files of Riverdale, out May 7th. Yeah. Um, Hashtag ad. (laughs) But yeah, Penny's back, and we get like a sword fight between her and Gladys. Yeah, underscored by Back to Black. (laughs) Yeah, guys... Creative liberties at its finest. I don't even know what sort of fight, what sort of weapons they were using. It was like fencing equipment. (laughs) But it was short? Yeah. I don't know. know. I was like obsessed though. I feel like Gina Gershon came in and had that in her special skills. And she sat down and was like, listen, I, you know, I can buy my birdie. I can sing. So we've seen her like perform and she's like, I can also do sword fighting. Yeah. Riverdale's a showcase. Yeah, it really is yeah. a showcase. We have like cruising the woods. We have sword yeah. fighting. We have, singing, we have musicals. Like... Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, my um my freshman year roommate in college was on the fencing team. I've always. I think I've talked about this. Really? Because of Parent Trap. Oh, oh that makes God. sense. This scared me though, because like you know he had swords under his bed. Yeah, but and we didn't it. know each other. Like That's we didn't. Hot, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, he. I mean, I mean, N- not in this. Case. No, not here. Okay. Well. No. Could have been like Gladys. I made it out alive. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Anyway, Penny, so Gladys wins the fight and stabs her. Yeah. But she she keeps her alive thanks to Jug. Yeah, but like she could have killed her. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Whatever. So anyway, now Gladys needs some medical attention. (laughs) So Jughead's the one man standing. He Mm -hmm. goes to Kurt's and they end up in a field. Like, uh, Kurt's kind of blindfolds Jug. They drive to the middle of nowhere. Uh, and then he has to, Jughead needs to get into a freezer? Yeah, he has to pick one of two ice chambers to find Jellybean. Oh, yeah. She's not in either. Kurtz calls Jellybean to prove that she's okay. Jug gets in. Wait, and she's literally fine. She's like, hey, Jug, 
What's yeah. up? Like, what? Yeah. Uh, of course, though, Kurtz immediately closes the freezer, locks Jug in. I love him. Yeah, and then gives the order to yeah. kill yeah. Jelly Bean. Yeah. But then Jughead is smart. He sees a knife in the thing. He wiggles it out and the door unhinges. And Jughead rushes back home and finds her okay and inevitably gets his family back into safe harbor. Yeah. Again, I loved, like, Jelly Bean was so fine. Fine. Jug's like freaking out and she's just like Yeah, people have like What's up? been stabbed for this, yeah. people have been shot. Like everybody's yeah. in a cast and Jug's like, I was playing with my friend Ricky. Her dad's the sheriff. He just robs Pops. Yeah. Also, poor Pops. Like the amount poor of Pops. robberies yeah, that has happened there. Yeah, yeah, it's really like and he's just trying to run an honest business with great milkshakes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really, it's mm. this place. But yeah, and the end of this um story arc, Gladys decides she also, in the um, chaos of it all, admits to being the drug lordess. Yeah. And being the one that has brought Fizzle Rocks to town. Yeah. And FP in the moment's just like, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, but Gladys <laughs> can't really, even be too mad. I actually was proud of her character arc, Gina. She decides, you know, it's time for me to go back. And she leaves Jellybean with FP and Jug. Yeah. Which I'll... I don't know. I'm going to be curious to see where Jellybean's story leads, right? Because at yeah. first she was in cahoots with Gladys. Right. So I don't I don't trust Jellybean. You can't trust anyone on this no, show. No, I don't trust her either. Not for one minute. If Jellybean's the Gargoyle King, I'm going to have a bone to pick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she's the Gargoyle Dude, if King. Dan can be Gossip Girl and... Sorry to spoil... <laughs> to spoil <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. Old show. if you're not caught up... Then fuck off. It's, I think it's fine. it's been off but there right, for years. But you're right. Yeah, and anything can happen on these teen types of shows. They love a twist. Yeah, and we have three episodes left. And to be honest, right now, I, all my theories are kind of in limbo. I have no idea what's going to happen. I still think all these plot points are going to converge somehow. Mm. Um, I don't know how, but we'll see. Yeah, Hiram. Hiram's definitely involved with the farm somehow. I well, think. now I think Elio's very suspicious too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What if Elio's the gargoyle king? Because learning that Elio is in cahoots with Hiram, which we didn't know before this episode. Right. Was until very, the steam room. Yes. Ugh, lots of off. stuff happens. Actually, party. this is actually very accurate because my good, our good friend David has told us a lot goes down in the steam room. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nate, any <laughs> any talking points? <laughs> well, sadly, I go to Planet Fitness, so we don't have a steam room, but... I have used a three-day pass to go to Equinox and some crazy shit going on there. Yeah, I've heard yeah. some things. Yeah. But I, this really got me thinking. And if Julian Elio is the Gargoyle King, I'm I'm on board for 19 more seasons of the show. <laughs> yeah, as long as they don't kill him off. Yes, absolutely. Stay alive, Stay Elio. Alive. But we'll see. Yeah. Elio, Elio, Elio. Elio, Elio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nate, one more question. Yes. What musical do you want Riverdale to do next? Okay, so they've done, what, Heather's, Carrie, Carrie. that's it, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, man. I think they're going to keep doing these, like, kind of teen contemporary musicals. Yeah. And it's always going to be dark. So we're going to, like, be yeah. more chill? <laughs> no. Although, actually, they might do something like that. Yeah. I feel like a little I feel like they should do, like, Spring Awakening. Yeah. I think that's kind of in the vein of, like, yeah. 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 And then they can do it on, like, a kind of, like... Maybe like a sexual assault episode, or like a, uh-huh. or like, or like a losing your virginity episode for some character. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think they've yeah. all like yeah. they've yeah. all crossed that. Find a new yeah. character for it. Jelly Bean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jelly Bean's bedlock. She? She's like, like four 
12. Yeah, 12. Yeah. 12. Yeah. She's ready. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> no, ready. I don't. Yeah. In this town. Yeah. In, in this town. Yeah. Anyway, and that's where we have it. Yeah. I wish I meant talking of musical episodes, musical moments. Oh my God. Sam's been watching Sabrina. I oh, haven't yeah. gotten the chance to watch it, uh, the, the latest part of the season yet. Uh, but Sam just showed me a clip that I think it's fine. Like, it's not a spoiler. No, no, no. It's Give, okay. Tell. Basically, I just finished part two of Sabrina and yes. Virginia, friend and fan of the pod. We're going to do a little recap episode about this part two, but there is an iconic finale moment in part two where they just suddenly, out of nowhere, start singing Masquerade from Phantom of the Opera. There, there, all these shows have so much music on it. I they should, Ryan. I kind of like it because it's Sense. like, all right, can I be on TV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ryan's jaw just dropped. Ryan, who once played the Phantom in high school, never forget. Even, can you do that? Yes. There, you can get rights to your phantom? My senior year. Wait, I'm a little bit, we're a little bit younger. We've established, you know. Oh you are probably out. Right? Yeah. But Ryan seeing Masquerade. I didn't know you could do it now. Because yeah. it's like on Broadway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But seeing Masquerade and the chilling adventure of Sabrina, Ryan had a chilling adventure of his own. I just didn't. I mean, that was the last thing I expected. I know. Me too. I would expect more of a pop cover because I believe they have done that. Same. Yeah. And also, like, there's been no like singing moment in this show. So no. it was just really, really something. And it also makes me excited for Katie Keene because we know that there's going to be a lot of music. Yeah, that I'm excited. One. So, yeah. we'll see. Well... Nate, where can we follow you online? Oh my god. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at NateRichNYC. And um, I know it's really sad, but I don't have a Twitter. You're well, better off. Am I? Well, all those followers I'm... can follow Ryan. Yes, follow me at Ryan Bloomquist. Me at Sam Gold. You can follow us at Riverdish, at Riverdish Pod on Instagram. Email us, RiverdishPod at gmail.com. And uh, again, like... Tweet us that you are like you're buying the book when the yeah. book's coming. And if anybody's in New York, we're having a Riverdale trivia night at Big Daddy's yeah. on a Tuesday, oh, May seventh. Such a good, such good shakes. Yes, yes. it's well, our it's our big launch party. That's yeah. that's good promotion, you guys. That's yeah, amazing. the month of May where we can. I think we already yeah. announced this. They're doing a Riverdish milkshake, you guys. We yes. just went the other week. We tried it out. It's delicious. It's really good. Uh, so. You can go have it. It's a, called the River Dish Milkshake, yes. but it's really like, it's a jingle jangle milkshake. Yeah, and if you come on Tuesday, May 7th, you can try it, but then also any date in May. Yeah, <laughs> meet us. We'll have books there. Yeah. We'll like sign them for you, and it's going to be there, and you can probably beat us in trivia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you hooked up with any of us on uh, Birthright, please don't come. <laughs> and we'll leave you with that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, River Vixens. River Dish.